Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, this is Keith Williams with the Skill Stadium Podcast, and today you are going to learn about the profession of plumbing, and you're going to learn from the perspective of an owner of plumbing and an actual plumber. So today I have with me Jeff Morgan of Morgan Plumbing. Jeff, please introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you and your background. I'd love to. My name is Jeff Morgan, Morgan Miller Plumbing. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I was born and raised here. I'm a son of a son of a plumber. And uh, this enterprise that I founded is 25 years old. Excellent. Excellent. So, Jeff, talk to us about, have you been keeping up with what's going on in Texas? Um, You know, obviously you're seeing that. Have you, what's your take on that, you know, as a a plumber, you know, and seeing now that there is a strong need for people to come down there and help? I was just kind of curious about how you feel about what's going on down there. As a board member of Plumbers Without Borders, I uh, have some firsthand knowledge We've got 60 plumber volunteers down there right now from all over the country, helping people get their water turned back on. The first estimates were it was going to take a year to get everybody turned back on. Now they're talking about maybe just a couple months. It's pretty devastating. Yeah, I I can only imagine. Like we we take having you know running water for granted until it's gone. Like you, it's so important. You cannot function without water. Yeah, that's, and that's what I teach the kids that work for here. I call them kids, anybody under 40. I get it. Yes, we're plumbers. Yes, there's a lot of crude jokes about us. But what we really are are providers of clean water and safe sanitation. Without, without us, there's no society. That kind of flips things around. Yeah. No, it's interesting. You know, one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate for the skilled trades is that it's a profession that provides first and foremost a living wage. You know, everybody's not going to college. So we still need to, you know, you wake up today and you go to work, you need to be able to make a living wage so you can have a roof over your head. That's about as basic as it gets. And as a consumer, I'm not fixing my plumbing if it goes down. (laughs) (laughs) It is getting easier and easier uh, to to make those repairs. But you know what? I prefer to call professional. Yeah. And I think that's most people. I'm, I'm sure you can Google it. There's a difference between knowledge and know-how. I can Google fixing my plumbing, maybe fixing a toilet or something, but to actually do it is a different story. How much do you want, Keith, and then go out and get it? Yeah. Do you want to be able to afford to hire somebody to replace your fence, cut your yard, whatever it may be? You go out and hustle and get it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So and the, tra- the trades will allow you to do that. Oh, I agree. College education. Yeah, I'm not college educated. I I, I barely graduated high school. So, how was I going to make it? You know, how was I going to, like you just said, put a roof over my head? I knew that I'd have to hustle. Definitely, I agree 100. percent Talk to us about growing up as a as a kid. What kind of child were you? And you know, who had an influence on, you know, obviously you said your dad was a plumber. So who had an influence on you in making your career choice? Yeah, dad was a plumber before World War II. 
and came back and sold plumbing supplies shortly thereafter. But a couple of my brothers were plumbers, some uncles were plumbers, and cousins were plumbers. And that kind of led to my trouble as part of it, because I knew that that's where I'd be if, if I wanted to. I, I had that opportunity. And that was nice. But, you know, I tell you, Keith, it wasn't easy, because it wasn't really what my choice was. I developed that choice because I, I, I knew that I wasn't going to go to college. So when I started plumbing, it was difficult, but I decided very shortly in that, one, I had four years to keep up and pass my friends that were going to school, and I've been ahead of them ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really have. I, I believe really it. Have. No, I believe it. I believe it. And, and then I just decided that I'd be the best that I could. Otherwise, why am I doing this? No, I agree. I agree. Did, did did you enjoy it at first, or was it something that grew on you because you said it wasn't your first choice? Working for my older brothers was difficult, and and I was, it was hard to get out from underneath that. Sure. Um, but once I figured out that I was pretty good at it, and that I could make a really good living at it, that's when I really started to excel, probably halfway through my apprenticeship, a couple okay. years in. Okay. All right. No, that's good. And I would imagine it's challenging if you have older siblings and you're trying to get out of there from under their shadow that yeah. I, I can imagine that's challenging. I, I have an older brother, so I can relate to that. I'm, I'm a little child. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was uh, number eight of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were definitely lower on the totem pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the time I was old enough to know what's going on, my parents were tired. <laughs> yeah. Where's Jeff? We don't know, but that's one less mouth to feed. But you know what? You had to figure it out. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had, had to figure it out. That's you know? funny that you say that because you're exactly right. Yeah. And and that's 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 life. That's life. That's you know, you you've just gotta figure things out. It, there's there's not always a roadmap. <laughs> you know. It's not uh, the truth. Definitely. So did you have a mentor or someone that had a big impact on you in your career when you were just getting started? This morning when we opened the shop up, one of our dispatchers came in to chat with me and she was talking about mentors. And I thought that was funny because it was a question on uh, your podcast, uh, interview questions. And I've had several. Uh, I think they're around you all the time. It's important to recognize who and when those mentors are, are appearing in your life and to take advantage of what they're wanting to give you to direct you to the next stage. So, yeah, I've had several. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Uh, I don't think any of us gets to where we are in life without somebody having influence or helping us. You know, whatever you're doing, somebody's done it. And and I used to think mentor, wow, that'd be a big deal. But it could be a mentor for one day. It doesn't doesn't mean that there's a formal class that you're going to be mentored in. You know, um, I got out of the plumbing business. I don't talk about this much. After about 10 years, first of all, I was backing up. I quit six times. I probably got fired eight from mm-hmm. my older brothers, right? Sure. Um, but my dad sat me down. I mean, he wasn't on that service long enough for me to really get to know him. But he sat me down and said, Jeff, don't quit. Keep going. Learn the trade. And once you learn the trade, you can go do whatever you want to. Sure. And you can go plumb wherever you want to in the world. And I'm glad I listened to him when he said that to me because once I did learn the trade, I knew that I had something for life. And that's something that we can really do a better job of teaching uh, the younger generation. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Know that's, 
I kind of got sidetracked there on where we were going with everything. Yeah, no, we were saying, um, you know, we were talking about the mentorship and you were talking about how your dad um, gave you advice to stick with it because you said that you'd quit it, quit the business. Yeah, and, and so when I got out, and that didn't last very long, but I was in a sales position, and that salesperson was the most honest man I'd ever worked with to this day. I learned a lot from him because he taught me, Jeff, there are no shortcuts. Whatever you're going to do in life, you're going to have to work hard, and it doesn't take just five years or ten years. Heck, Keith, I've been doing this 45 years now, and I'm still working hard. I agree. I agree. I also think having a sales background is so important because, I mean, that's that can help you in, all, in almost anything you do. You have to have sales skills, You've, especially if you have a business. I learned a lot of strategies, yeah. yeah. Like, like one that I've repeated to a class of uh, traits uh, uh, of school children uh, a couple weeks ago. For every no you get, you're closer to a yes. I agree. And that's mathematical. That's a guarantee. Yeah. I, you know, I have a sales background. I always say it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 you know, if you look at baseball, if you hit the ball 30% of the time, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I feel you. My son baseball, so, you know, I, we, you know, I watch that statistic. It's the same thing. Like when I started this podcast, a lot of people told me no. A lot of people told me no. But once I started um, getting more episodes and, and really connecting with people on the purpose of why we do it, it attracted the people who saw value in it. Because I said, look, we're just trying to help young people. At the end of the day, I'm real passionate about helping young people. And I see that you guys have that passion because you, you work in the schools. I think I had interviewed Bob Kirk, Kirk, I'm mispronouncing his name, in your office. And when he mentioned that, I was like, all right, I, I like that. Because again, all of us, I'm, all of us had somebody help us at some point in our lives, you know, I'm just, I'm very passionate about helping our youth, you know, just because I had that type of help when I was a kid growing up. So part of that was, is you wanted to help yourself first. Yes. And that's important to know. Yes. Uh, I'm all about helping whoever needs it and whoever wants it, but Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to take those steps too. Yes. I'll, I'll carry you to the end of the world with me as long as you're carrying your weight. I agree. hundred percent. 100%. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. Because it's still work. What I do, you know, my my business is a skilled trades job platform. It's what I'm building, and and so. Um, but I'm, I'm help young people. Yeah, you and me um, think a lot alike in those terms, and to connect with you was really important for us because what you're doing is really crucial. I see a big upswing in skilled trades. Uh, Bob was telling me something the other day, Bob Quirk from our office, that teachers he's talking to say, Jeff or Bob, the students get it. They're figuring it out, that they can make yes. a really great living in this industry. Not just plumbing. And I don't, uh, it's not about plumbing. It's about skilled trades. Yes. Um, and it's about catching those kids that aren't going to go to college like I did and getting them in front of a job before they screw their whole life up. I agree. Uh, it's I agree. not as easy as it was when I was 18 years old. Um, you can get away with a lot more today. Uh, you got to get them before they, before they mess things up and, and show them that there's a good living in this industry, at least in the plumbing industry. Yes. It's, it's never been safer. Mm-hmm. The tools have never been better. 
Mm-hmm. And the money's never been more lucrative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree 100% with you. The alternative for them is if you look at what's going on with retail, retail, they're, they're losing jobs like crazy and they don't pay well. You know? well, well, you mentioned Texas a little while ago and then you mentioned the, the pandemic. Yes. Twice, twice in the last year, we witnessed how important it is to be in the trades because those yes. jobs don't go away. No, they don't. They they're don't. tough. They're hard and you can get dirty. Yes, but man. You'll have work wherever you want it, whenever. Yeah. So how do you think we get more young people into the skilled trades? What, what do you think the, uh, how do you do, think we do it? Doing what you and I are doing. Mm-hmm. And I see more and more of that. And your evidence of that, mm-hmm. us, us two talking is evidence of that. We see a lot of new trade schools coming up. We've got a scholarship program that we're advertising to grab these kids out of the trade schools at, at the high schools and get them into a, a, a formal plumbing school mm-hmm. uh, that's not union. Uh, there's okay. a junior college not too far, and nothing against the union. Don't get me wrong. I, again, I don't care. Get in the skilled trades somewhere. And sure. You can make a great living. If you've got a good partner in life, boy, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But the, the junior college that we're working with, they're just wrapping up their first year with a plumbing class. And so... Five years ago, that didn't exist. Four years ago, it didn't exist. Now it does. Five years from now, maybe there'll be two or three junior colleges that are putting these classes on. I see a real uptick. I, yeah. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. I also think I remember, let me tell you this. And then sure. Um, 45 years ago, I heard that we didn't have enough people, too. So, oh, wow. I think it's always been a problem. Uh, I think it's. We've gone through this two or three generation cycle of uh, telling everybody that they need to go to college. And it was a great idea. It just didn't work. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Also, people are, people are looking at what's the return on my investment. So I'm going to school. You know, what type of job am I getting? It's, it's a lot of money to invest to go to college. When you don't know what you're going to do anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to look at it's an investment. It's not it's not something that you're doing just for fun to go and enlighten yourself. You know, we have yeah, that. Yeah. You're 18 years old. You, you've got another 60 years to live and you've got to make a decision now. I agree. That's not agree. cool. That's not fair. Yeah. And you know what else though, is that you can also change careers. One of the things I tell young people is just where you start doesn't mean that's where you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. And like in the trades, it doesn't mean you're going to work with the tools for the rest of your life either. And I try to teach that because your body is going to wear out. So there's That's lots true. of other things that you could do within the trades. Talk to us about how you made the transition because you're you're a plumber, uh, but yet you're a business owner now. How did you make that transition? What were maybe what what was the challenges of doing that? Because I know running a business is very different from just being a plumber. I've been plumbing for. Uh, remember, I told you that I got out of the business. When I, when I got back in, I, again, I was, I started when I was 17. I left when I was 30, 28, 29. So I had 10 years in already. Left for a couple of years, came back as a supervisor of a large franchise um, and helped build their plumbing department. And I saw how they were doing things. And I said, there's got to be a better way. So after five years of that, uh, my business plan was I quit. <laughs> And it was the shortest phone call that my wife we've ever had. 
It was one sentence and it did click. All right. <laughs> uh, but I knew that I, I knew enough people in town. I was born and raised here. My father was too. And I had a decent reputation. And I knew all I had to do was get on the phone and start calling people. And that's exactly what I did until I had enough work the next day. And I've been busy ever since. Yeah. Also, I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize this, especially young people. You can do your, if you're a plumber, somebody will always hire you for work. You can, you can work on your own. You know, I, I've seen, there was a gentleman I interviewed a little while ago. He's a retired plumber and he just does it for fun. When people need, he works in retail, he's retired. He works for Home Depot. And when he feels like doing plumbing jobs, he goes and picks up jobs and he makes good money. Just, you know, he's an older guy, you know, and he's, he's retired. He does, you know, he just does this for fun to keep himself. Well, that, that older brother of mine that I was talking about is 10, yeah. 10 years older than me almost yeah. to the day. And he's still out turning the riches. So it's not something that you have to quit doing as long as you take care of yourself. You yes, I agree. Well, I've been very blessed with good health. And yes. so that's kind of why we try to get back so much because we know how fortunate we are. Mm-hmm. I, I try to teach that to the that work here. Five years ago, I quit running the place day to day and uh, started my volunteer life, which has led me to places like Haiti, uh, Kenya, Uganda, yeah. bringing a lot of water and uh, safe sanitation to villages that have never seen it. How did you? How did you figure out how to get involved with those particular places? How did you? One step at a time, just like everything else. I'd already been following. Plumbers Without Borders on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when I retired, I signed up to be a volunteer. And poof, six months later, I was in Haiti. And wow. you know what, Keith? What was really cool, and I started crying when I was, when I, to myself, when I, when I realized this, there I was, uh, digging a ditch in the middle of the jungle. And I thought of my father and of his words from 40 years Previous, Jeff, you can plumb anywhere in the world once you learn how. And there I was, anywhere in the world. And man, my father helped me get through that day. Yeah. Wow, Jeff, that's amazing. I, I I think people really who are listening to this right now, you really have to take in what Jeff's just said. He was plumbing in Africa, you know, and, you know, it's just something he learned from his dad in terms of the power of plumbing you can plumb anywhere i think that's why somebody told me that the term journeyman is means that you can journey you could travel anywhere and do work so that i heard that this is i've learned a lot doing these interviews (laughs) i think it was um trying to remember it was a it was a lady it was a plumber who she had shared with me because i interview men and women not a lot of women in plumbing you know and this one particular lady told me why the term journeyman came from it she was sharing she was telling me that it's because you can go travel anywhere and do the work so yeah uh, that's what that's what she was sharing hey what advice would you give to high school students who are interested in pursuing a career in plum- as a plumber uh, get ready to work hard uh, and uh, do it because you want to help people I, I meant what I said earlier there is no society without plumbing I mean think about it do you really think that for instance, Henry Ford would have been able to invent the assembly line and the manufacturing processes if all if we didn't have plumbing. 
what would not be? At all. No, we'd be no. Too, we'd be too busy out looking for water. Yeah, and a place to uh, take care of our business. Mm-hmm. And so none of us, you and I, wouldn't even be on this earth. Yeah. So that's how important plumbing is. Yeah, you can make all the crass jokes you want to about it, but man, without it, what would we have? We could live without electricity. I agree. We can't live without water. I agree. 100%. And you're seeing it, like I said, you're seeing it in Texas. Texas. Yeah. And those folks have been out of water now for about three weeks, but um, go to some of these developing nations that have never had water in thousands of years, clean water that that keeps them healthy. Yes. Well, I agree. I agree. You think about every morning you take a shower, (laughs) you brush your teeth. We're so lucky. We're so fortunate. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and so when you go to those developing countries and you do that kind of work and come back here, you really can't complain about anything. Oh, I agree. I, I, see, I see people complaining about the potholes and about this and about that. I go, man, we got a Why are you complaining? Go help somebody. <laughs> yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I did a um, I traveled to Egypt a couple of years back, and I was there for about a week, and it was it was an experience. You know, see, <laughs> so, see, even though it's been a couple of years, it's still emblazoned in your head. Oh yeah, and you yeah. Draw, I, you draw power off of that because yeah, we couldn't drink the water. We had to bring like we had to have water bottles. It was it was it was challenging, and it was amazing. We did it with I was doing it. It was a study abroad, so I was doing it with some other students, and you could tell the students who hadn't traveled because they were complaining about this. They were complaining. They were younger, right? So I was in graduate school at the time. They were undergraduates. And I was like, look, you're in a different country, in a different world. You just have to adapt and roll with it. Everything is not the same as it is in America, you know? That's good. So, yeah. Some of the volunteers that I've traveled with didn't handle that too well. You've got to be who they are, not the other way around. And yeah. It's important to do that. And then all of a sudden, you become lifelong friends. I've got hardly a day passes that I don't uh, communicate with the people that, um, I work side by side with, and that really, oh, I don't know, it just brings joy to your life because there you are. Thanks to today's modern technology, you're talking to somebody 6,500 miles away, like their next door neighbor. Yeah. It's beautiful. No, all, I agree. All because of plumbing, all because I didn't quit, all because of skilled trades. Man, you yeah. can have it all, and you don't have to waste four years of your life in college uh, because that's not where you fit in. Um, definitely. So, you know, I know that you guys have a presence on social media and you came up at a time, you know, and I I came up at a time too, when there was no social media, how has that, how has that changed? Like in terms of how you do business and, you know, how has that affected how you, how you work as a business, like having this strong presence of social media? It changed everything, Keith. Absolutely everything. 12 years ago, 13 years ago, we fired Yellow Pages. That was a fun day. Yeah. But that was before social media, right? Friends of mine and I were together, and they were putting together a high school reunion, and they wanted me to help, and they said, we're going to use Facebook. This was 11 years ago, almost 12. And I said, no, I don't do Bookface. I don't do my Facebook or whatever you want to call it. I'm not there. And after a couple cocktails, I finally said, okay, I'll do it. And the next day, I logged in, and I saw the power that, that this thing had. I see all these names that I hadn't seen in decades, and I thought, man, 
if I could get the young kids that are 20 and 30 to think about Morgan Miller Plumbing when they're 30 and 40 by using this vehicle, I'll never have to make another cold call again. That's exactly what happened. So two years later, I've hired two other people already to, to help me develop my social media platforms. And I am then writing little pieces of information on blogs. My job was to read blogs and make comments on them as Morgan Miller Plumbing to help our SEO. Mm-hmm. So I write this one little piece about how much Facebook had changed us in an article that had been written about Facebook and they interviewed the small business vice president of small business for Facebook. The next day the guy calls me, the vice wow. president. And I thought it was a prank phone call. We both did we all <laughs> Um, but we got to talk and then we started using platforms that they hadn't uh, rolled out yet and said, here, try to break this. What do you like? What do you don't like? Uh, and that went on for about six months. And before you knew it, we were at headquarters with 12 other plumbing co- or 12 other service companies around the country. Uh, and we were part of the inaugural small business council for Facebook. And I've been there three times now and it would be four had the pandemic not hit. So I got wow. a whole legion of friends over there from all over the world. And that's just from hustling, just from working, just from seeing opportunities and taking advantage of them. So yeah, social media has changed everything. And when we first started, people laughed at me and thought I was nuts. And that's when I knew I was on with something. So yeah, I agree. I agree. If I was to start again, gosh, how easy would it be? Uh, instead of just throwing money at a yellow pages ad, hoping people called off of it. Uh, if, if I was to start a small business in the plumbing industry, I'd get that Facebook up and going. And that goes for Google. That goes for LinkedIn. That goes for WhatsApp. All of them. I agree, hundred percent. You know, no one. I mean, I don't even think yellow pages, the physical papers, even exist. I think you know. <laughs> you know, and I can remember yellow pages. Like I'm old enough to remember that. So I've seen how it's made my life easier. We're on, we're on this, um, doing this interview because of social media. Absolutely. So. And, and there's a lot of bad, right? And yeah, we could talk about that forever, but I refuse to look at that and even talk about it or dwell on it because I know there's a lot of good. I was just, yeah, I agree. um, before you call or before the show started, I was, uh, writing to a young man from Nigeria that caught us on social media, sees the things that we're doing, and his village needs help. But because of social media, because of modern technology and the platforms that we have today, we can help people from all over the world and never leave our family room. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Wanted to make sure I asked you this. What advice would you give to people trying to get a job, make a good first impression with you? Because you're an employer. I always want to give ask that question. That's a good question. Come in alert. Come in early. Um, if it's a 12 o'clock appointment, be there at 11.45. You've heard this, I'm sure, you know. Uh, yeah. If you're on time, you're late. Yep. Oh, yeah. I get it. Jeff, you know, you're, you guys are active in your community. And that's another thing that has impressed me. And I've learned that from watching you guys on Facebook. Why is that important to you? It's the community that's kept us in business. Excellent. Excellent. And can you please share what makes your organization great? What makes you guys a, a great company? We don't take ourselves very seriously. We take our job serious, though. 
Excellent. Excellent. Now, I do have a question that I I did a contest on LinkedIn where I was asking people on LinkedIn, you know, I'm interviewing the owner of a plumbing company and I asked people to come up with questions. And there's a woman named Sue Froling. She's a cabinet designer uh, for a company called Builders First Source. She wants to know if you have found that more people are signing up for maintenance service agreements in the past year. No. No. Okay. So Sue, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, what I like to do is I think a lot of people don't always have access to business owners and people who hire. So if there are questions they want to ask, I want to make sure that I uh, that I can communicate those questions, because, again, we really want to make sure we're uh, providing advice for people who are looking to go into the industry, you know, not just students, but people who are working, who want to go and apply for a job and come and work for your company. Uh, Jeff, final question as we wrap up. Can you share a lesson that you have learned in life as a plumber that you could share for, for new plumbers? One lesson that you think is important that can help new plumbers starting? Yeah, I've got 12,000 of them. Never give up. Right when you think it's all over, that's when everything begins again. Um, when it's the toughest, that's when you're really learning. You hear it, I hear it and read about it all the time, but um, just keep going. If you've got those mentors, if you've got those people that have given you little nuggets, you can listen to them and it'll get you through. It's going to be hard. Life is hard. Remember that. Just keep pushing. Even if it's a step backward, you're still pushing. Great. That's great. Jeff, finally, can you share how people can find you? Um, any social network platform there is, man. I'm Excellent. A, I'm a wide open book. Excellent. Well, Jeff, we will have your social media in the comment section of the uh, podcast. Jeff. Thank you so much for being on the Skill Stadium podcast. I wish you continued success. Love the work you're doing. I'm a huge fan and always going to be uh, watching what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, Keith, man. You're waking up the world. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Jack. Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now your host, Keith Williams.